everybody. Welcome back to Coffee and Comic Books. I'm Autumn. I'm joined as always by Rick. Hello. And Rick, what have you been reading the last two weeks since we uh went since we last talked? Well, the first thing, um, uh, the person who does the art for this pro- this podcast, Cam. Yeah. <laughs> finished their comic. It's done. You should go read it. It's called Matchmaker. Mm-hmm. And you could go buy it. Yes. Um, I'm gonna let me uh, let me pull up Cam's tweet here real quick. I can hopefully tell people. Um, I I remember the name of the publisher just a minute ago, and then I lost it again. So little, there, uh, Cam is at Little Good Frog on Twitter. You could find links to their stuff in the description of this episode. And um, do 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 do. Uh, they're tweeting a lot today. Obviously, <laughs> if you go to SilverSprocket.net. You can pre-order Matchmaker right now. Um, please do that. Uh, uh, I spent good money on the art <laughs> for this podcast because um, Cam is incredible um, and Matchmaker is great, and they've been working really hard on this book. I uh, I'm very excited. I, I put in my pre-order like literally the moment it went up, so um, that'll be out in September. Um, people, please, please pre-order Matchmaker. <laughs> so. The other thing I've been reading is um, the Now of I remember the Now of Brown. Do you know what the Now of Brown is? No. Uh, so it is a comic from the uh, I believe it's the 2010s. I want to say because it was I got it when while well, this book we we're talking about later is coming out. Uh, where the hell's the why is it not uh, Now of Brown? So yeah, yeah. Uh, 2012. Yeah, yeah. It's by uh, Glenn Dillon, who is the younger brother of Steve Dillon, who everyone might know as the... Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. The other the artist who worked a lot with um, uh, Garth, Garth Ennis. Ennis on a bunch of Marvel stuff and a bunch of 2000 AD stuff and a bunch of European stuff. Anyways, um, this book is not like that at all. It's like a 300-page uh, book book about uh, a half-Japanese, half-British girl who gets fired from her job and goes to work at a toy shop while she figures out what she wants to do next. Okay. And the thing about this girl is that she has uh, OCD and like very bad um, thoughts related to that. Mm-hmm. So the thing the book will do is it will she'll start thinking about like, oh, there's a pen here. I could stab that person. And then it'll be like a 9 out of 10 while it shows you that scene happening. Okay. Or it'd be like seven out of ten, or like six out of ten, and then and then interspersed with that is um she really likes this uh an- fake anime in the book uh that shows up in like it's thematically aligned to the story of the book, and then it shows up in pages that are completely different art style that are like unreally gorgeous full page like a completely different style of comic. It's and this book is all like watercolored gorgeously too. It's looks so good. I'm pulling up images. Took, oh, wow. And it took, like, apparently it took forever for him to finish this before it came out. But yeah, it's just a really great story because it, it doesn't, like, solve the problems. Like, it's all about that you have to, like, figure out that stuff inside you and then work with it and then go on. But, it, but it's really great. Um. Yeah, I didn't know about this at all. I, I'm, uh, for better and for worse, a big Steve Dillon fan. Um, he's great. He's great. Um, definitely, Rest like, <laughs> if I'm going to reread Preacher this year, it's going to be because I want to see Steve Dillon's art again, not because of anything I'm super enticed by in revisiting Garth Ennis. Um, oh, like, 
He shows up in like three issues of like uh, Wildcats Volume Three, just to do some sick ass action. It's so cool. It's always fun when um like I'll find out about a, a an artist and go to their Wikipedia and they've got like one uh, indie book that's won a bunch of awards and then like oh yeah here's three issues of Batman here's like two issues of uh did some 2000 AD work oh he did he was doing like a little bit of 2000 AD work in like the 80s wow yeah yeah <sighs> he's been doing it for a long he was doing it for a long time um the other thing about this book is I got this book at TCAF in 2012 and I met. Glenn there and the thing that he told me is that he was in uh france for this book when this book came out Mm -hmm. and the expectations there are completely different because um they actually like like comic artists there unlike (laughs) over here so but also the expectations are like so like when someone's signing a book they like they're expecting like like little pictures and all of them because oh, everyone wow. has a time of day for it. It's so there's like really there's a really nice sketch in the front of this book for that reason because it just uh, came over from doing so many of them over in France. <laughs> it's very funny. That's adorable. Yeah. That's what I've been reading. What about you? Um I haven't been reading a whole lot. I've been continuing to um poke at like IDW TMNT stuff. Um and yeah, I I kind of like Matchmaker's been kind of the only thing I've been reading the last two weeks, honestly, um, and that's like one page a day. Um, Matchmaker ended really well, but uh, not not a whole lot to talk about. I just like when the gay shit happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of I have kind of haven't read a ton. Um, the um, I ended up ordering a copy of uh, The River at Night, the book we're reading this time, and. Um, it took about a week to get here, and in that week, I was just, like, kind of focused on, like, oh, that's the next thing I'm going to read. And so then I ended up just not reading much of anything else while I was waiting for it. But that's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of that. Yeah, let's get into it. So this book, um, or this this book is a collection of six issues that came out from 20, 2006 to 2017, mm-hmm. which is a long time, um, that you could... There's a there's a gap between uh, four and five is the big one, and you okay. can really see it because at the end of four you're like, where is this gonna go? And then like we'll get there. But um, this book is largely about uh, Glenn Ganges, who is I would describe as like a he's a newspaper comic character that you think you remember reading about when you were a kid, but yes. didn't actually exist. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And he goes to the library to get a book. Uh, some stuff happens. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, he drinks too much coffee, can't fall asleep, and then that's the rest of the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that this book started in 2006 because the second issue, I believe, um, was all about the dot-com boom. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this book is the reason why... I come back to this book all the time is because it is one of the best examples I've ever come across of someone just take like starting an idea and then drilling into it as much as humanly possible in mm-hmm. the spot span of a comic book. Like even with like slide. So the book starts and Glenn's walking to the library and he sees a kid on a bike, throw away some litter onto the street. And the next like four pages are him imagining the world where this kid goes up to be a, a CEO tycoon of a industry because he doesn't care about waste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, 
every and the best part is that he doesn't see the kid's face so all the scenes of him like being president and like mm. leading wars and stuff is all him holding yep. wearing the same yep. Yep. hoodie with the same bike helmet it's amazing <laughs> this book is so fucking real um the, <laughs> um there was okay i remember one time i was in high school and um i went to the bathroom and there was just like a thing of orange juice sitting on top of a, like a toilet. And I spent like the next three hours for some reason thinking about, I wonder who left that orange juice there. I wonder why they <laughs> forgot their orange juice. Why did they bring their orange juice to the bathroom in the first place? And like, yeah, the, the, the thinking about the person who littered the rest of the day, um, that shit was just real. <laughs> That's uh, what this book is. This book is all about like memory and perception and like things you get focused on. Like, in like weird ways that don't make any sense, but you can't get them out of your goddamn head as much as you want to. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. <clears throat> like there's a panel here of this kid from the bike thing. His his hoodie is a bit more like a robe, and he's like chanting to a skull in a made up language. <laughs> it's so good. Um. And then the best part of all that is he gets home and he tells his wife this story, and she's like, "You didn't pick up the trash." Yeah. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> It's such a good punchline. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, I'm not a person who's ever dealt with, like, insomnia, but I, and I assume everybody else on the planet, has had a night where you just cannot fucking sleep. And so, um, most of this book is about, like, <clears throat> Glenn has, like, a bunch of coffee right before bed and can't sleep, um... And, uh, just, it's so fucking real about how you'll be thinking about, um, like, it, it's just Glenn thinking about, like, everything that's ever happened in his life and everything that could happen in his life in the future, um, and just darting around from, like, oh, here's a conversation I had, like, ten years ago to, um, ooh, I wonder what, should I do some yard work tomorrow to... I'm a bad person because I don't do enough yard work to, um, just like all over the fucking place. And, um, the way that, uh, Hazinga like uses comics to express the way that your mind wanders is so fucking cool. <laughs> so, um, issue one is mostly like the setup and stuff. Mm -hmm. Issue two is maybe one of, it's one of my favorite, like 30 pages of comics. I think that, exists and it's also the best thing about video games i've ever read that's not a video game <laughs> like so this thing is like it's he sees a guy on the road when he's going to the library and he remembers him while he's trying to get to sleep he's like oh yeah that's the guy who we worked with in the dot-com bubble and we just we, he didn't doesn't think about the work no he thinks about the fact that they played fake quake all night after work yes and there's bits in this where it's like showing a life of his while he's playing this Quake game, and it's the best shit in the world. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, he's like running around corners in this like broken down monastery in the middle of the Himalayas. It's <laughs> and the and you know what this map looks like, mm. and it's just about how much we like we put memories into like stuff like video games to like contextualize and keep track of like parts in our like. The only time I, I don't play first-person shooters at all, but I do play them in places like this, like at school libraries or like right. substitute teacher classes or like like that kind of stuff. And it's like, those are when those, 
you remember those 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 places by those events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I re- I like. Um, <clears throat> we lived in St. Louis for a couple of years, um, and I did not really like St. Louis much. But when I do think about St. Louis, I think about like hanging out with a couple of our friends and playing Apex. I didn't even play much Apex. I mostly just watched Nora play Apex while I was also in the call. Um, and that's like my main memories of like that time in our lives, you know? Um, so I love Wendy's fighting game. <laughs> yes. The, the, the opening yes. 10 pages that make no sense, but all of the sense in the world. There's so much finding out, um, finding out that this book came out over the course of like 11 years was really surprising because like, in the so you see Glenn has a wife Wendy um and you see her drawing like these little doodle guys um and then issue 2 just like opens on like this bizarre abstract fighting game um with the little guys where they like like clone themselves and reproduce by budding and like kind of hit each other and like morph into each other um and it's just so abstract and then what you are looking at is not explained until like issue five or six <laughs> where she's like, but the, yeah. But the best part, right. Is that if, if you didn't know what the Marvel or Capcom characters looked like, and you walked up to a Marvel versus two game happening at, at, at like an arcade. Oh, absolutely. It looked like this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, because Marvel 2 is a really good poll for this because Marvel 2, just even as a person who's played a good amount of Marvel 2 in my life, it looks stupid. It looks like this. <laughs> um, oh, that guy's name is Monica Lewinsky in the, in the first person shooter. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they, in the first person shooter, so um, uh, it's really funny because one, he keeps telling Wendy like, oh yeah, I gotta keep working, um, crunch time blah 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 and then she finds out like a year or or a couple months later whatever it is that he wasn't crunching it was just that they'd all clock out at five and then sit around playing quake until the wee hours of the morning and she's like fuck you also his his boss in this section is like the perfect worst dot com guy yes his fucking flip-flops and his like (laughs) the way he like always puts one leg on top of the other as he's sitting and talking to everybody and then he's just like he like learns one fact about somebody like i'm looking at the page right now he's like so glenn read any science books lately uh because we know that glenn likes reading about geology and whatnot um and then he just like will be like oh hey bob how about those rams um like asking about the football team etc etc and then he asks all those people to like stay overtime, to do extra work, to work on the weekend, etc. Like I will learn this one fact about you so that I can seem cool and hip, and uh, then we're um, then I'm just gonna ask you to do more. Um, also, just the absolutely insane page where everybody's like, "Oh, if the company's gonna go over, I'll take a pay cut." Yeah, I'll take a pay cut too. Me too. And then like uh, the fucking CEO guy uh, with his legs still folded is like. Well, I I uh, bought this ranch and uh, I can't really like take a pay cut because I have to pay for this ranch. You you know how it is. <laughs> it's like fuck <laughs> off, guy. And like the the company slogan at the time is um we don't know but that's a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's so funny because it's like um Glenn is like 
um, well, I've got two ideas, and this guy's like, no, that's terrible. We have to give them one idea. Uh, and then someone else is like, well, what if we just said we don't know, but that's a good thing? And then that suddenly <laughs> becomes their slogan, which feels very real to, like, how the workplace goes sometimes. <laughs> uh, me not working in, like, marketing like this at all, but, like, sometimes you just, like, uh, half-ass, half-ass it, and then everybody just, like, kind of follows your, <laughs> follows you. <laughs> and then the sequence at the end of the issue actually really hits still, too. Yeah, Because totally. there's the one guy on the team who has, like, lower numbers than everyone else is going to get fired for sure. And so the last game he's at, uh, everyone changes their user handle to his name so that he wins all the matches that whole night while they play Quake. Mm-hmm. And everyone's, he's winning the whole night. It's great. And then everybody gets laid off. Like yeah, everyone goes home. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we were all again. doing this because we knew he was the one that was getting laid off. And actually it was all of us. <laughs> yeah. I just keep, uh, it's good. And then uh, three is, um, Three is Glenn walking around inside his own head. Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. Uh, Which is cute because it's not clear at first. But um, so for people who aren't um, reading along with us, like the book is printed in color, but it's not. um, It's for the most part, it's just blue, black, white, gray. And so you see like the wandering Glenn who's all in white. And then... um, on like page two, you see like the 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 wandering Glenn bumps into the trying to sleep Glenn, who's uh, done all in blue, uh, which is such a, a a nice little touch, I think. Yeah. And he climbs down his own head and tries to shoot all his thoughts till they yeah don't him anymore. <laughs> really good. He, he gets the like uh, sniper rifle from the Quake rip off they're playing. Yeah. Um, it's really cute. <laughs> um. Also, it's funny because like. So much of the book is about, like, um, Glenn laying on the pillow trying to fall asleep. And so you see him in what I can only describe as that one shot from End of Ava. (laughs) I guess it kind of looks like that. It kind of looks like that. It's not really that, but it's just what what I thought of every time you see Glenn from that one angle. (laughs) And then... um... So the other big issue of this thing is four by mm. far. And four is the one where the thing is like, okay, how do you picture time? Yeah. And, and then he he breaks it down in like 16 different ways, and it's unreal. Mm-hmm. There's um on the um on the jacket for the collection, somebody like compares this book to here. And I, like, saw a little bit of it in the first issue. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a little bit like here. Uh, And then you get to issue four, and you're like, oh, that's what this person meant. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it's basic. It's hard to describe because it's just Glenn lying in bed, and then uh, squares start coming up, and the squares start representing different things. Like, first it's a day, and then Mm -hmm. it's a month, and then it's a year, and then it's ten years, and then it's hundred years. And then he's like, and then he does the thing that everyone tries to do, which is like, how do, what happened that day or that day? Yeah. That day or that day. And it's always like, it's that shot of him inside someone's basement with like a bad beer and like people around a TV that everyone knows that that image, Mm -hmm. it's the one that everyone remembers. It's the one in your head from when you were like that age. And it's like, 
it's such a great thing of like trying to piece together what we know and how we know it. Yeah. And like, um, just like, um, the way in which like time is like always a circle in this book. And, um, that like Glenn thinking about time being a circle leads you into these places where like, um, he's, uh, you just get like very disconnected shots of like, he's going upstairs, he's going downstairs, he's going to the bathroom, he's going to go look at this bookshelf, now he's going down to the basement, now he's doing this. Um, and it's just like, you get the impression that this man has a lot of uh, nights where he can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. That we're... The, it, it, the issue where he, he does the thing that everyone also, I'm pretty sure does, which is like, you're lying around like, I want to I go to sleep, I'm tired, so I'm going to put on a movie. But it can't be a movie I actually want to see because uh-huh, I want to see that movie uh-huh, later. Uh-huh. But it can't be a movie that's bad because I want to watch a bad movie. So it's like this middle ground of like, what if we just like put it needle through the yeah the whole pin through the needle of like just good enough to be good, but not actually enough that I won't fall asleep. But also, yeah, it's like, and like that that zone for me is always like a Roland Emmerich disaster movie. Uh, for for me, I I blessedly have conditioned myself to um, it's it's Showa Godzilla movies. Like I genuinely, <laughs> I don't think I I have tried to stay awake during them, and I spent so much time as a fifteen year old falling asleep to like Ishiro Honda movies that um I I cannot stay awake during them anymore. <laughs> I just well, can't no. do it. <laughs> so he has this book in the comic that his friend gave him. It's just like, yeah, this book is just. This guy explained. Oh, it's it's right. It's a philosophy book mentioned in a cyberpunk novel. Yes. Which all his friends thought would be cool to try to actually like read the actual book, and like this is the most boring thing I've ever read in my entire life. It's going to put me right to sleep. <laughs> and it's like, it's so good because it starts with like Glenn reading it. <clears throat> And then, like, the philosopher starts following him around, and then it's, like, the disembodied head of the philosopher, and, like, showing, like, um, like, they're in a jungle, and Glenn's shooting arrows, and time is an arrow, and everything is a circle, and, <laughs> um... And the, the thing about this book, right, is that there are, it is very funny. Mm. Like, there are a lot of, like, either, like, just the characters talking, or, like, between panel jokes of, like, small little things happening, like... The, it's all it's funny in like dark ways like we're well, not dark ways but like grim ways i guess it was like funny about mortality and like the time you have left mm-hmm. like there's a page i showed you when we were gonna do this book that is the grim reaper falling down around his bookshelf going no you're not gonna read that nope not no time for that <laughs> that one that one sucks uh what about rereading books you're gonna do that ever hmm? <laughs> <laughs> and and he he gives him a book and it's like um, stuff you do until you die. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Flail around, then you're done. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and death being like, well, you should. What you should do is you should time how long it takes you to read a page, and then you can figure out exactly how many uh, books you can read in the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> which is definitely like a thought that I've had some days. You know, it's also a thought that I see a lot of people like being like literally like. This book is 800 pages. How can it be worth, not worth my time? Yeah. Or it's like good for the money because it's longer. I've seen that in fancy bookstores. It's the weirdest thing in the goddamn world. It's 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 funny um, because me being um, – I don't read many like book books. I always – when I'm listening to like 
novels. I, I do it as as audiobooks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so I definitely had that mindset for a couple of years where I'm like, uh, and I don't I don't support Audible anymore. But when I when I was I had an Audible subscription, I would look and I'd be like, okay, well, how much I spent this month as a fixed cost? I'm spending fifteen dollars a month, so really I should be getting this like forty hour fantasy novel, not this like fifteen hour like regular book because. Um, you know, that's just, you know, that's an hour per dollar versus if I got the Brandon Sanderson book, that's like 50 cents per per hour or whatever it was. <laughs> um, Although I love that the book he's reading as a kid is a, it's called Thrill War Planet. Um, oh, also, also, uh, conveniently, because the death page is uh, my favorite page of the whole book. And opposite it is um, him remembering a book he read when he was a teenager yeah. And on it, there's a little thing that says, please don't fold corners. And I, I couldn't help myself. I did fold the <laughs> corner on this page. <laughs> that page made me realize I've never used a bookmark correctly. Like, I just put it in the book. Yeah, I never thought about lining up the the um, bookmark with where I left off. I usually, um, when I do remember to use a bookmark, I, I'm, I'm usually the jackass that's like, I think I left it, like, page 250. <laughs> oh, I read this yeah. before. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had never thought to like line it up with, uh, where, where I left off on the page that has never entered my mind once in 27 years. <laughs> it's also like, um, I think it's an issue three or it's one of them where he's talking, he has a, con- he's talking with a Wendy's sister and they're talking about like, I believe it's like how old the earth is. Cause he was reading a geology book. I think it's I think that's issue five, maybe because it's it at the funeral. Be. It's at the funeral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what happens. Yeah, that happens before, but after. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, four ends with uh, the Secret Service showing up because Glenn, uh, or <laughs> supposedly, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good bait and switch because it makes you think there's a plot. Yes, yes. Issue four but ending it... with, and uh, so the the like secret service guys show up and they say did you recently purchase s blank brand coffee fair trade whole bean and um i'm certain that that's supposed to be starbucks all the like brands and stuff are blanked out but i'm just like in my head i'm like that's starbucks coffee <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh he starts glowing at the end of the book and it's clearly him dreaming still or his him slightly dreaming for a second but it's so good because also this is the last one that came out for I believe it's like ten years. Uh, this was twenty eleven, so it was like five years between these two books. Oh wow! So it's very yeah yeah it's good. Um, and then five is like the peak of this series in a lot of views because so five is the five is one where it like wraps back around on itself like six times and also shows you the book lens reading which also wraps back around into the whole book that's happened before, before exploding into one of the best-looking Two-Face Reds I've ever seen, and then ending. There's, um... There's also a really cool trick in issue five, where, um... Like, like Wendy is like, hey, I need to talk to you about something, and Glenn oh, starts yeah. to, like, imagine what she might be, and there's, like, panels that are getting, like, cut off. There's, like, panels that are, like, past where the, the edge of the page is, and it's just like, oh, uh-huh. he's, like imagining a bunch of different possibilities but i don't we're gonna see like two of those basically and like it does this with a couple other things where it's like um he reads like he reads a book and it's like oh you don't actually care about what's in the book so we're just gonna show like some of the panels off the off the panel 
Yeah, it's also like the style has gotten more uh, cartoony. Yes. It's like it gets slowly like simpler as the book goes on and more more able to be abstract as it goes on. It's also where you learn that uh, Wendy was is a cartoonist herself, which mm. is another meta part of the book where she's writing a story start of the book about a guy who can't get to sleep and they're talking about how you end that story and they're like, well, you can't just have him go to sleep because that's kind of like lame and boring. It's so also, it's just a really nice um, issue because like for most of the series, it's not that like, like Glenn and Wendy's relationship just seems like, what do you all like about each other? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the funeral issue, it's like, oh, okay. Like I get, I get why these people are married. You know, like I get yeah. what they see in each other. It's cute. Um, <laughs> that is where, uh, Oh, what is it? What does he say? Oh, the, her her sister's son asks how old the Earth is to his mom, and then Glenn, like under his breath, says like a billion years, and uh-huh. the sister says, "Yeah, right." <laughs> I bet uh, that's what they teach good. you in the public schools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, then the book switches modes again, and it mm-hmm. goes into the book Glenn was reading, which is a book about the history and the beginning of the study of geology. Yeah. And the thing that this does is it it eventually gets to a point where it says that the way this author came to this is it's all based through on his own perceptions and like how it goes through him. And that is what the entire book up to this point is, is just Glenn doing that to his own life. Yeah. Yeah. The same way this guy did it to the earth. And it's like, oh yeah, this is how this works. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And it's such a great, like, meta like payoff like wraparound back to where the book began mm-hmm. it's just kind of mind-blowing and also the like the way he i you please read like look at this comic because yes. some of these panels are so hard to describe but are so perfect i was literally just about to be like um page 171 um in, in the collection anyway um uh which is just like there's this incredible panel of the geologist um like zoomed out looking at the earth through like a a cosmic yin and yang thing um uh-huh. and he's jotting down notes and then there's like veins and roots running through the center of the earth um uh, and he's thinking about how like roots of trees are like the circulation of blood in the body um <clears throat> Uh, and how there has to be like circulation in the earth and it's just it's so fucking cool and then yeah on the on the opposite page there's like newton imagining the entire cosmos as like um like gears uh locking together um and it's just cool dude (laughs) and the one under that is uh is newton walking like outside the comic like like the yes. animal man figure to see the whole thing because yes. to to get to the point where you are Newton seeing the world differently that much is almost as much of a meta move as one of those is in the story you're reading. There is um so in the in the um front cover of the collection um uh Hazinga thanks um Chris Ware among other people like he thanks a bunch of people but Chris Ware was one of the names mentioned and then you get to um. That that panel of Newton specifically, I was like, oh yeah, I see how Chris Ware gets into this book. <laughs> also, the bottom right panel of that page, he just turns it into a sieve for a second, which is the funniest thing. Yes. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> We'd have to hire this peasant. 
And then, yeah, it goes into rivers and streams and geology, and then it all explodes into this. Uh, so the other thing that he's been doing this whole issue five is using all of the different uh, ways of showing time that Glenn was thinking about through issue one and four. Mm-hmm. But like that they expand more because the earth is a lot older than people are so that you can go like millions of like the one square that was a month before is now like a million years. Mm-hmm. Well, just... And also at the end of issue five, I think is where he introduces like, I just have to go two minutes without looking at the clock. I need to, I need to, <laughs> which I've, I, I have fucking been there. Usually when I'm in this situation, um, like I, I have been there where I'm like, I swear I'm going to check the clock again and it's going to feel like it's been like three hours and I'll look and it's been like five minutes. I can't look at the clock. I have to go two minutes without looking at the clock. Also, that ends up being so much of issue six. Um, <laughs> and so just it getting introduced at the end of issue five is just a nice little thing of just like, oh yeah, I know, <laughs> I know how there's this also, feels. There's also where after the book ends for real, there's a, uh, uh, a comics like a, an end an epilogue segment which is just a bunch of like doodles and stuff about stuff that was cut or moved around or stuff and the last page of the this issue is this in here where it's um him talking about how to be a cartoonist no it's not a suck a pencil and sit down no i don't think so so it's a, it's a page where it's just like so this pencil is the right one you need to look the part, so you have combed hair, a collared shirt, tucked in pants, and then it's all this stuff about getting to the point of starting to draw and not actually drawing. Okay. So it's just the comic, the whole thing, it's just like not going to sleep, but try, trying to get to sleep and not sleeping. I noticed um, on um, on Hazinga's website, there's a, a book called The Riverside Companion, which I think is like... I, oh, it might be in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Bonus stuff for this book, I think, maybe, um, that I'm definitely... I'm thinking about picking this up, too, honestly. <laughs> uh, but then we yeah, get to the last issue, issue six, which opens <laughs> on a very like dour, serious, uh, ten years later, Glenn, thinking about this book. Uh-huh. And the, it's so funny, the, the change in uh, writing style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's issue... Like, like, <laughs> issue six, um, like, I think the whole book is like this, but um, issue six in particular, I feel like I could spend like 30 minutes just sort of looking at each page. Um, but in the actuality, I think I spent like five minutes reading this issue because it just like there is a density and a um, like weirdness that is just sort of compelling to where I like want, I, I wanted to get through this as fast as possible just cause I wanted to see all the weird stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. and it's just, it's fucking cool. Um, uh, Hazinga, like I guess got a uh, clip studio paint, uh, <laughs> between issues <laughs> because there's just a million little 3d glens walking around on top of 3d glens, looking at 3d glens in mirrors of 3d glens. <laughs> the perspective on these pages is just amazing yeah it's so good and then it's also like it's gotten more um abstract and more cartoony as well yeah and there's like certain sequences in this book like that are like i guess you'd call them like like there's a page where it's it's a dialogue about a hallway in your parents house where all the photos of you are mm-hmm and the end of it is just like, it's 
it's just one it's like one page it's like 16 panels and it's just it's it's so good every time it's it's really cool how um through most of issue one and maybe issue two as well like there's there's playfulness with it but the the general like backbone of each page is like um four rows and three columns i think Mm um and then slowly that just like gets blown up more and more and more and more until yeah in um issue six like there's like there's like pages with like 20 panels there are pages with no panels there's pages with like panels inside of panels inside of panels it's so cool um and it's like deliberately disorienting about like like i'm looking at a page 196 here where like I cannot tell where you are supposed to start reading these words. I'm not even sure you are supposed to read these words <laughs> in any certain way because he's like walking around the globe oh, yeah, is, yeah. of his own mind. Um, and so like the, the, um, uh, everything is like in the, oriented toward him. And so when he's on the bottom of the globe, the words are upside down. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah, and the sign on the side of the globe is unfinished business. Uh-huh. It's so good. Uh, the one, if you flip the page to where it starts doing getting things done. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it so, like, effectively, like, takes, like, here's what they're doing, and then here's what it looks like on this, or here's what's, like, inside the computer doing it, and here's, like... <laughs> like there's the DVD player in one of them with the with the with the region one. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. All the things you try to do before you go to sleep. Yeah, and then it goes into this long bit on a TED talk that Wendy took him to <laughs> about a guy building the two minute box in your head. Um. <laughs> also, um, I really enjoy this page of um, uh. It's not even this full page. It's just this strip here um, where in the panels, he's like, remember smoking in bed? Remember talking on the phone? Um, And he's like, his mind is wandering about all these different things. Um, And then the bottom caption um, (laughs) is like, I need to watch that movie. Which movie? Oh, I know. Um, He's like, there is like this one thought that he's circling back to, but like the, the density of just like words, like floating around as he's like, I'll think about like 10 things that I'll come back to. I was going to watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, and then Wendy wakes up. (laughs) Well, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. (laughs) And then he makes her I, you, the thing about that bit too, right? You can't even tell if that's real. Yeah, yeah. Because I think is she. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent if that's real. Because I think they're they're um, shaded in white, like um, the the dream Glen. Uh, kind sometimes, yeah, yeah, yes. on and off. But it does say end. Mm-hmm. But then it also has like arrows at the bottom of that panel. Hmm. And also, and there's the been next... the end at the bottom of, like, 20 pages already, you know? And the next, the, the next page is a sequence of Glenn in his mind that points you back towards a different thing from, like, pages ago. Mm. So, yeah. But, yeah, they have a nice conversation, and he makes her a sandwich. And then, yeah, Glenn walks through his 
a million glens walk through Glenn's mind. And it's <laughs> breathtaking. It's so cool. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's so per- and then do you have the epilogue in there? Um my so the last page in my book is um can I give you some advice about falling asleep? Um and um the the um it's Wendy's grandma would be like I need you to think about every person you've ever met and like say like God bless them or like pray for them or something like that. Um yeah. Oh, so does that book not have Glenn Ganges in the Hall of Mirrors of Nature? Mm, I think in the Hall of Mirrors is like a couple pages earlier. Let me look. Oh, weird. That's how that's how this thing ends for me. Huh. Yeah. Like, um, um one sec, let me get my phone. I can send you like the end of the colored section of this book for me is let me get on my phone. I'll send you the page. Just getting things uh. done. Yeah, Hall of Mirrors for me is like right before getting things done too. Oh, weird. Like, this is the page this book ends on as it is right now for me. Uh, as I take a picture with my phone, go to my channel on Discord. That's weird that they would rearrange it in the uh, collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where the color section of this book ends for me. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's um, interesting because at the top of uh, at the top of Hall of Mirrors, um, here yeah, I'll yeah. send you this. There's, there's a there's a graph that is like showing the pages before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I'm now not sure. I wonder where that page that it's like continued from before was at. But yeah, well, for me, that page is the the page is pointing at is the the one that you're looking at. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 all of mirrors is like the first part of issue six in my book. So you don't have what comes after this, right? Um, I've got some. Uh, so after Hall of Mirrors, there's getting things done. Um, One sec. Oh, I'll send you. The, I'll send you this page because it's wild. Uh, it's like a three. It's like a three-page detour. At it's probably just an epilogue thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen this. So, uh, the last three pages of this book are, like, a weird post-future dystopia about people, like, a civil war about books. It's weird. <laughs> it's I just noticed, weird. because this is black and white, I started reading it uh, from uh, from right to left. <laughs> huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wonder why this isn't in this collection I've got. It's just like additional material, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, appropriately, um, I'm because I've been looking at uh, Hazinga's website a little bit as we've been talking, and um, his his website is like maddeningly difficult to follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems like there there is a a collection of the Riverside Companion, which is. Zines containing notes and commentary on subjects related to the river at night. Um, yeah, that's probably where it all is. Yeah, so I bet this is all in there. Um, I guess I can see why you don't want to put it in the middle of the book. Um, it, has a, it has a page in the back of this called Munchausen Musings, which is just Munchausen sitting in a chair musing about stuff. 
I might, I might, I might pick up these zines. I'm, I really like this book. I really fucking like this book. Um, there's a letters page. I don't know if they're real letters or not. They probably are. <laughs> um, the River at Night Deluxe Pack. Um, the special Deluxe Pack includes signed and drawn in hardcover graphic novel, risograph print, two ex libris book plates, uh, as well as the zines, uh, Riverside Companion 1, 2, and 3. Um, huh. Yeah. I, w- I wish I had noticed that. Uh, that's $75. I'm glad I didn't notice that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, it seems like maybe you can get the zines online. I don't know. He's got a Patreon. Maybe I'll just see if what I can get from the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> I am really fucking taken with this book. Um, and I, I'm going to try to read more of Azinga's work from here. because. Um, uh, so the thing I will point out is um, the thing that I got pointed on to after reading, like, I think it was three or four of these, because someone else I talked to about comics at the time mentioned um, Gloriana is his other big work. Mm-hmm. And that's a funny statement, because that book is very tiny. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can go get one sec. I'm going to grab my copy. Oh, I'm looking at the cover of Gloriana. That's just, that's Glenn right there. <laughs> yeah, he, this character comes back around. I have a page of Zynga's stuff in, um, is he's you got a page in uh, the big Kramers that I have. So he's got like one giant page of Glenn Ganges in there, which is just a city, like it's a nice day with a bunch of words around the corner. This is how big that Gloriana book is, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I always forget how small this thing is. Uh... Oh, this wow. Is... That is yeah, a yeah. tiny book. <laughs> Listeners, and uh... It... So, so I don't remember. I think I said this right before we started recording. Um, to compare, my Ganges collection, the River at Night collection, is like maybe an inch wider than a like standard trade paperback. Uh, and I'll try to put this book in this sh- this uh, picture you just sent in the show notes. The Gloriana thing is like half the size of a just standard manga, a little wider, but a like <laughs> that is a tiny ass book. <laughs> And it does a thing that I don't think any other comic I've read has been able to pull off, and it's so cool. But it's also, like, completely different than every other thing. Like, it's it's about him actually going to the library. It's good. Um, I'm now reading, I'm now reading uh, Goodreads reviews of uh, Kevin Hazinga books because um, I was trying <laughs> to find things, and I'm getting mad. You can't give this book two stars. What are y'all doing here? <laughs> Which, this one? Yeah, people are giving The River at Night, like, two stars, because, oh, it was kind of confusing. <laughs> Come on. Shut up. That's also part of the idea. Parts of this book made no sense to me, because I'm not a gamer. Bruh, shut up. What? <laughs> I know Quake works, don't lie. <laughs> also, like... I, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Can't read good go interviews on podcasts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought this into it. No, no, it's fine. I just listened to <laughs> you and Nora do this on a podcast. I don't remember which one. Oh, yeah. I think it was... Was it Arcanum? It was a Fire Nights episode. Mm, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one-star book we, we did. We did so many things in, like, three days. Like, we did, like, three podcasts <laughs> in three days, and they're all kind of the same episode to me. <laughs> yeah. I also have, like, an original piece of his art because he was selling a bunch of it at a convention I was at. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, that's cool. Die with the T-Rex. C2E2 is like next weekend here, and I'm like, I don't really want to go because I'm not trying to get COVID twice in two months. Uh-huh. But now I have a bunch of friends that are going, and I'm like, damn, I do want to hang yeah. out with friends and look at comic books. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I went to a couple of the really like big conventions near here, but then I stopped because it was like I didn't find anything I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, um, looking at the guest list, um, C2E2 does seem more like. Uh, for people who read Big Two stuff than um, you and I oh, yeah. do. Um, there was, there was part of me that's like, oh, Kevin Eastman's there. I could go be like, hey, I got into tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like a month ago. <laughs> oh, I had I had a very, um, speaking of other podcasts, I had a very cursed comics podcast idea. Oh, hit me. Uh, what if we did like Weapon X and X2? <laughs> If you ever wanted to cover X2 on a podcast, we could just read the Barry Winter Smith comic that's based on, and then also do that movie. God. The thing is, Nora, Nora likes the, the X-Men movies that you can't talk about anymore. And is X2 also the guy that you can't talk about anymore? I think so. I'm, I'm fairly certain. I'm not 100%, but... <sighs> Cursed. Cursed. Um, I thought it was only three. Was it only three? Uh, let me let me look let me look here i know it was th- no with three was the other guy it might only be two. Oh. Um, uh he did x-men and x2 and superman and x2 returns was brett ratner oh right yes um cursed <laughs> and then he co-wrote co-produced first class which first class is the one that i really like so remembering that he's involved with first class is a bummer um and then he's involved with Days of Future Past and Apocalypse, which uh, Apocalypse is a stupid movie that I have a profound <laughs> affection for. Um, there's there's no universe where like we do this podcast just turns into us um, reading like 300 issues of Claremont X Men, but I like I want to believe that we could do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, like I could probably read it in the background and talk about her so often, but yeah. It's not. It's only like it's not that many, is it? No, um, I'm trying to remember because I've been going through, like, I've been reading some of those Marvel Masterworks things, which are really nice because they also collect the side series and stuff. Um, and there's like, it's like ten issues each in those, and there's like, he was on it for seventeen years. Um, they yes. do like twelve issues a year, plus let's say on average like one four issue miniseries a year. It's got to be more like um, it's probably close to a hundred issues, is my guess. That's the totally spitball like a hundred to one hundred and fifty would be my actual guess. The idea that there are still new X Men comics to do after someone did for seventeen years is wild to me. Uh, the idea that <laughs> some people got into X Men after Claremont is weird to me. Oh, that was me. <laughs> I was I was not an X-Men kid other than um I watched X-Men Evolution. Um and so when I got into X-Men, I was like, well, everybody ter- tells me Claremont's good, and so that's just what I read. Um and uh <clears throat> then yeah, I've been kind of like rereading the Claremont stuff, which it's funny rereading the Claremont stuff. It starts really strong, and then I kind of lost interest when John Byrne got on there and I've been like skimming until like the John Byrne stuff gets good because I know the John Byrne stuff will get good but in the immediate when he takes over I don't really like the book very much (laughs) yeah 
Um, the thing I started with was uh, the Morrison stuff, and that's a run that is hard to go back to for specific reasons. As annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely... Um... Because there are artists on that that you do not want to read comics by anymore. And he's a bad artist, too. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that Ethan Van Skyver or whatever his fucking name is and is a shitbag. It's not just that he's like the dirt worst scum fuck of the earth. It's that he's a bad artist. And then he's yeah. like the fill-in for fucking Frank Quitely. <laughs> yeah. It's just bleh. Yeah. 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 That's comics. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> comics. Uh, Rick, where can people find you online? <laughs> uh, you can find me online at Combatler Rick B on the social media platforms of your choice. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can go to cohost.org slash autumnal. Um, you can go to exportodd.io. That'll, uh, you, we've got links there to the free feeds for all the podcasts, except I still haven't put anomalous readings in that list. I gotta remember to do that right after this show. Um, exportaudio slash sci-fi for that one. I think, I think if you enjoyed this podcast, you'd probably enjoy anomalous readings. Um, that podcast is good. That podcast is really good. <laughs> I should also mention that, um, I did this and you should do this too. Uh, read the Demolished Man and then listen to the episode. It's good. Yeah, um... Uh, uh, I'm really enjoying Anomalous Readings because I luckily, I don't often listen to Nora's podcast because I'll usually be in the room um, yeah. and hear half of the podcast while it's being recorded. And so I don't really want to go back and listen to the half I didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but luckily, Nora has been recording Anomalous Readings while I haven't been at home. And so I've actually just gotten to listen to my wife podcast for once. And it's very enjoyable. She's very good at this. <laughs> Also, uh, the latest franchise where you go through a list of possible franchises is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only that's only franchises that are five movies long. We could like Wikipedia blessedly has lists of movies that are ten movies long or series that are ten movies long. Um, if you want to listen to fr- franchise, you can go to exportodd.io/franchise or give us a dollar a month. And for five dollars a month, you get a bunch of bonus stuff. There's a recent episode of Stairwells that everybody got mad at. Uh, at the five dollar tier there's random two minutes of Nora and i bullshitting recently and the two the last two episodes of this podcast are in that five dollar tier so if you want to hear the last two conversations we had um you have to go there um speaking of rick what are we reading next time uh next time we're reading volume one and volume two of number five by taya matsumoto i'm excited because i haven't read any matsumoto um I've been listening to a lot of manga explaining recently where they talk about uh, uh, Taiyo Matsumoto ad nauseum. He comes up on every single episode. <laughs> He's very I good. <laughs> I haven't read any of his books. Um, and You might also know him from uh, Black and White, also known as Tank on Concrete, and uh, Sunny. Mm-hmm. And Ping Pong. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, dumb thing, but in a couple years, there'll be five uh, Dune adaptations. But there'll be three different franchises. Oh yeah, that's true. Because there's 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 David Lynch. Uh-huh. There's a sci-fi show. Yep. And there's then there's, there's Noon. Oh, there's and a second sci-fi show. They did all the way up to End of Children of Dune. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I I so. Um, do, do you know who plays uh, Leto two in that Children of Dune show? I. Uh, I have never read Dune, so no. <laughs> it's James McAvoy. 
Oh, really? Huh. Yes. Um, it's wild. Um, I'm excited because I don't... I know that Dune is on the list of stuff they might do for anomalous readings this oh, yeah, year, yeah. but I don't think they've put it in pen yet. Um, and so I'm kind of just waiting for uh, Jackson and Nora to get to Dune. Um because I'll probably read the first book along with them, and then I don't know if they're going to do the rest of the series, so I might just, like, at my own leisure, uh, do the rest of the series. Because I'm mostly interested in God Emperor of Dune. I've seen that one cover for God Emperor, and I just want to know what all that, that's about. You can escape that cover. It, it, it is great. It's um, one of the great covers of books every inter- <laughs> Because it's exactly what that book is, but also, like, why'd you choose to draw like that, my guy? <laughs> Why the worm got a person face? <laughs> oh, that that's explained. Um, I will say number five, to go back to, on topic for a second, um, yeah. is it's a superhero book a lot of the, in a lot of ways. So that'll okay. be fun too. Um, and yeah, we'll do, we'll do volumes one and two next time. That'll be a free episode. And then volumes three and four, that'll be another $5 episode. So we will cover all of number five. But uh, if you're not paying for it, you only get half. So... Um, also yeah. it's online everywhere you could find all stuff online <laughs> oh and I did make that thing that I'm not gonna talk about broadly outside of the discord that if you go to discord you can find all the books yeah if you go to abnormalmapping.com they've got a link to the discord and uh, we might be able to help you uh, uh, legally purchase these books if that's a thing uh-huh. that you need help with doing um, <clears throat> so uh, any any book that we've covered, uh, just come to the Discord, and we will help you find these books legally. So, yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that just about does it for us. Yeah. Um, we still don't, we don't have a sign-off. We're never going to have a sign-off. Goodbye, everybody. We had a sign-off for four weeks because of Billy Bat, and then we'll never have one ever again. Uh, grant my wish, Billy Bat. Give us a sign-off. <laughs> oh, no, the world's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Thank you.